Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor, an elder, or a volunteer in your local church, Ministry in Motion exists for you. Today's topic is Seasons of Ministry, and our guest is Dr. Jeffrey Brown. Jeff, welcome to Ministry in Motion. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, talk us through Seasons of Ministry. Tell us a, a little about that. Well, we all have seasons. The Bible speaks about seasons in Genesis 8, verse 22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And in nature, the animals, the birds, the fish, they all know what season it is to hibernate, to migrate, to procreate. But we as humans live often oblivious of the seasons. And uh, if we know the seasons, we will better be able to know what is coming around the corner and better be able to prepare for it. And so as pastors, it is very important for us to know our seasons. Okay. So this is seasons in terms of being a pastor, being a, a minister of, of a local church. That's correct. So where does it begin? I'm sensing springtime comes in there fairly early. Sure, spring, because these are seasons of all of our lives in general, but especially to do with ministry, we want to make that application. And uh, spring is the season perhaps out of college. We talk about love is in the air. And uh, the main thing for us to negotiate is uh, family and faith, marriage and ministry, uh, religion and our relationships. So as pastors, how can we be best prepared in the areas of family and faith? So as you said, spring, college, uh, love, uh, it used to be a time when conferences would only employ a pastor if he or she were, were married. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think that's the case in most places uh, anymore. But nevertheless, it's important for the pastor to make the right choice if he or she is planning to marry in the spring. And uh, the danger, each season has its dangers to avoid and its joys to, to celebrate, its okay. peaks and its pitfalls. And we don't have to fall into those uh, holes, but we should be aware of the dangers of each season so that we can be productive. Okay. So essentially the characteristics of spring, it's, it sounds like it's a, a period of growth, a, a time of intensity of, of life. It is. It is uh, a time when uh, um, marriage, um, matriculation through college, and getting the call to ministry. These mm. preoccupy the minds of young men and women in the spring. And uh, so often we have to make the most important decisions in life when we are in our most foolish uh, age, as it were, when we know the very least. Least experienced. Least experienced. So, so what, what are some <laughs> of the, the pitfalls and things that people in that springtime should be aware of? Well, the main one is uh, our feelings. Uh, the spring is a season where there's a chemical we call dopamine that uh, brings excitement uh, when nature comes out in the spring and uh, it, it, it makes us uh, feel, have feelings of, of love, of great affection. And uh, we can often make our decisions based upon 
feelings, but uh, and even our decisions to, to fall in love and get married based on feelings. But uh, we do speak uh, very highly on pre, uh, premarital counseling, the importance for the pastor to be thoughtful, to choose wisely, uh, because love. Uh, somebody said love is a feeling you feel when you feel that you're going to get a feeling that you never felt before. That's a lot of feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but love is not about feeling, it, it's about faith. It's not just about mm. the heart, it's about the head. It's not just about emotion, it's about devotion. And it's not about Hollywood, but it's about the Holy Word. And, and we want pastors to model how to make wise decisions in their choice of a maid. One, one lady came up to a pastor, one young woman, and said, Pastor, I, 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 I'm in love. And he said, well, how do you, how do you know? She said, well, uh, I feel it, Pastor. She, he, he said, well, what do you mean you feel it? She said, well, uh, my uh, palms are sweaty and, and my, my brow is perspiring mm -hmm. and uh, my heart is beating rapidly, Pastor. And Pastor said, you're not in love, you've got the flu. <laughs> so it's about detecting the right um, signals mm. in those early stages, making a decision for marriage and for ministry, not based on emotion, mm. but based on the head and the now, heart. Now, emotions are a powerful thing. They you are. know, they, they promote physiological change and yes. all sorts of things. H how do you make a principal decision and set aside those emotions? It's difficult. One thing is that uh, somebody said it takes a village. We are not alone. We are part of uh, communities and um, we need to have wise friends, wise mentors, uh, wise parents uh, who will help and guide us. Uh, in the West in particular, we, we, um, we tend to be more isolated and do things alone. In other communities around the world, they are more, more uh, integrated and they listen to elders a little more perhaps than uh, we often do in the West. And so we can't have all the wisdom at 18, yeah. you know, that we should have, but we can lean on the wisdom of the elders. And, and is there still the place of some emotion in true love? I think there is. And I also think that uh, it shouldn't be squashed yeah. out at all, mm -hmm. that it is exciting. I think that the emotion that young pastors bring to ministry, even the, the craziness, the out-of-the-box thinking uh, should never be squashed. Uh, there are things that must be saved, salvaged, and celebrated from the spring and from youth. Uh, uh, and we shouldn't only speak about the dangers. Mm -hmm. And I, I would imagine that there'd be it would be a very significant time for the disciplines of Christianity like earnest prayer, significant devotional time, Bible study, mm -hmm. that those types of things, focusing on the big decisions of exactly. life. Exactly. And in fact, the habits that are formed by the pastor when he or she is at college, uh, I remember I used to um, read at, at Newball College where I where I um, did my undergrad degree, I used to have devotional life and they would feature that a lot. They would emphasize it a lot because how we solidified our devotional life as students, even as undergrad students, that pattern often 
continued throughout our ministry. And so Bible study, prayer, meditation, uh, not just when it's sermon time, but in our regular devotional life. Barry Black likes to say that we should preach from the overflow. In other words, mm. the, the depths that you have mind, you and God, you and Jesus alone, uh, then preach from that. Don't just open your Bible to look for a sermon. Okay, thanks Jeff. So we've looked at the springtime of ministry. We want to come back with you and look at the summer of ministry. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Seasons of Ministry and our guest is Dr. Jeffrey Brown. Jeff, just before the break, we were talking about the springtime, the burgeoning growth, but let's move on to summertime. What, what, what's the characteristics of summertime in ministry? Well, of course, in summer, the heat is on. And in uh, the animal kingdom, uh, especially some places in southern Africa, uh, the, the task for the animals is to avoid the heat and search for water. <clears throat> and so in ministry, our task is to avoid the heat, avoid being scorched, scorched because in the summer, the pastor is very busy. The pastor has to negotiate marriage, ministry, children. It is often the time when the pastor is trying to climb the round of progress in his or her ministry, uh, trying to move perhaps from a very, very small church to grow their church, to perhaps move to a big church, trying to impress the conference president and uh, at the same time trying to grow or nurture his or her marriage and to work with the children as they are growing. And from every direction, the pastor is being drained. And so the pastor must search for places of nourishment. Who will help that pastor to be strengthened in his or her ministry? So in those times of high expectations, there's the expectations of the, the conference, the employer, the, the, the membership, the congregation, the family, the self. Yes. Um, the formative years have gone. Now the expectation is on delivery. Yes. Where can a pastor go for that water, that nourishment, that support? Well, the pastor, I think, should have developed a body of friends. Often these friends are persons that we met at college uh, or seminary, and uh, these persons stay with us. In the Bible, um, uh, Paul had a, a Mark, a Luke, and a Timothy. A Barnabas. And Barnabas, yeah. that is right. And it's important that we uh, develop in our ministry um, Marks, these are our, our colleagues, who can speak straight to us and tell us all about ourselves. I have a friend, Theo Stewart, who's a chaplain, and he and I went to undergrad together, Andrews together, Canvas five summers together, and he can tell me straight mm. anything about myself. And I still know that you know he loves me, respects me, and so on and so forth. So we all need a Mark. We need a Luke, somebody wise, uh, somebody senior perhaps, who, who has uh, 
seeing the way ahead of us. Uh, it doesn't have to be doctor. Uh, sometimes we place a lot of emphasis on, on the letters after a person's name. Somebody said you may be BA or MA, MD or PhD, but when you are DEAD, you will discover the letters cannot save you, only Jesus right, can yeah. save you. But then so, we need a Timothy, somebody who we are mentoring. Mm, mm. So personal network, yes. um, personal colleagues, yeah. yes. where else can a pastor go for support? A pastor, it's good to have somebody who is not in the ministry as well. Somebody yeah. outside the ministry, it could be somebody that you just play golf with or, or, or recreate with. Uh, sometimes another perspective uh, is really valuable. I have a prayer partner that we, we call uh, each morning on the phone and uh, he's, not a, he's not a pastor, mm -hmm. he's a layman, he actually is a taxi driver. Uh, but uh, he brings a, a, a perspective of a reality. He's not, he doesn't care what title I have or what position I have. He's just a friend and mm. a child of God. And I think it's important that we keep grounded in the ministry and not think of ourselves wiser or bigger than we ought to think. Yeah, yeah. Now, for the pastor going through this time, there's been, in the springtime, a, a great emphasis on growth. Yes. How important is growth during that heat of summertime and maturity, though? Yes. The growth is very important, uh, but one has to keep perspective because there are expectations uh, that will destroy you. Uh, oftentimes, the pastoral family is bombarded on every side, trying to please everyone and often not pleasing uh, anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, but of great importance for the pastor must be his or her family. In, in, in my own case, uh, we had to move, the conference asked us to move, and the family were very upset with me uh, for all these calls. I was pastoring in Canada and had a call to teach at Oakwood. And I said to the children, don't worry, I'm not going to take that. And, and then Oakwood said, just come and, and look. Mm -hmm. and then you can go back to Canada. I said to the children, don't worry, I will just go and look. And uh, when I came back, I said, well, I think God is uh, calling <laughs> us to go. They, the children said, no. And so they said, let's take a, let's, let's do a strength, uh, uh, reasons for, reasons against. Mm -hmm. We had six reasons foregoing and 20 against. And I still said, I think God is calling us to go. And the children are very upset. And, and we have to find ways to compensate mm. them in their pain, lest they become negative yes. about the ministry. Yeah, yeah. Of course, family is a very significant part. How, how do we, in, in that busyness, mm. the, the pressure, the expectations, the heat. Yes. How, how do we preserve marriage? Yes. And relationships with our children during all of that? Yes. I, I've, I've heard of some pastors, Anthony, who have written in their diary, uh, family night, Thursday, mm. for example, family night, so that when a church member or someone asks for an appointment for that, they literally look and say, oh, I have an appointment on that day. It is very meaningful. It cannot be changed or altered. 
I, I think that every pastor should work two out of the three parts of the day. If a businessman goes, or woman goes to work at 7, 7 a.m. and comes home 6, 7 p.m., nobody will expect them to work in the evening. They will have worked morning and afternoon. Right. Pastors often have to go out visiting or have meetings in the evening, and in the morning they often do sermon preparation or correspondence. If so, then the afternoon they should take time for themselves or for their family. But the family should always know there's a time and a place for them. Yeah, yeah. So making family and marriage a priority, investing time, yes. protecting time. Yes, very yeah. important. Yeah. So that's summertime, okay? There's a season that comes after summer when the leaves change. Yes, Some yes. call it fall, some call it autumn. That's correct. And it's instructive that it's called the fall. It is a very dangerous uh, season uh, because it is coming up to winter. Winter is toward the end of the journey. You think you've almost made it and complacency can set in in the winter. Right. It, forgive me, in the, in, 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 in the, in the autumn. In the autumn. Oh, I'd really like to explore the autumn a little more and the winter a little more. Okay. Let's do that right after this break. All right. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Seasons of Ministry and our guest is Dr. Jeffrey Brown. Now, Jeff, we've looked at the springtime, we've looked at the summertime. Let's just quickly move on to the autumn time. What, what are the pitfalls during those the, closing years? Of the ministry? main pitfall with the autumn, autumn is a time of change. As you said, leaves change colour mm. and the change can come both in our relationships as well as in our profession. And so in ministry, for example, it can be the time when you feel, well, by now I should have been senior pastor. I should have been given the large church. I should have been in the conference or the union office. My gifts are being overlooked. Perhaps it's time for me to change and go to Australia or go to the United States. Perhaps it's time for me to go and get a, a doctor of ministry or PhD. It is a time of change. I'm wondering if the position that I'm at, is this it mm. for the rest of my life? And if I'm going to make a change, it ought to be now while I'm still young enough. And is it that time that pastors think about a legacy? How will they be, what, have they, what will they be remembered for? What have they achieved at that time? It is, thing? it is, it is coming to that. But in their marriage now, the danger is, and this happens far too often, unfortunately, where pastors also wonder, is this it? And they may be vulnerable to uh, affairs during this time of the fall. And so they have to realize that uh, they must stay close to God because there is an increased vulnerability during the autumn. Uh, I've had a call from a pastor who called me and said, uh, Dr. Brown, um, I was foolish. And uh, he let his guard down in one of his <clears throat> pastoral visits. Of course, it wasn't just one, but repeatedly. And we have to realize there are signs and signals along the way of either the person becoming too close to me, the pastor, or me 
unwittingly becoming too close. And sometimes we ignore these signs and say, oh, it's nothing. We're just, we're just friends. Yeah. But that's when we need our spouse or a friend to say, hey, wake up. Yeah. Danger yeah. Is, on, is on the horizon. We spoke before about Barry Black's book and his autobiography. Yeah. And, you know, he mentions in there a phrase, drowning in shallow water. You, you know, it's, it's a tragic thing that can happen. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. So let's move on to the winter. The winter. And I presume this is retirement. It is retirement. It's preparing for retirement. And as you said, the legacy. What will I leave behind? And the Bible says that we're all supposed to be productive in whatever season. Our task is not to uh, pout for a season that's past or even to pine for a season that's future. But in the season that God has placed us, we are to bring forth fruit, Psalm 1 verse 3. And even in old age, the Bible says, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age, Psalm 92, 14. And so we are to be productive mm. even in as we prepare for retirement and even go into to, retirement. So ministry doesn't just end with retirement, of no. course. It, it continues. It continues. But of yeah. course, we do want to prepare for it. We do want to prepare financially. Uh, far too often we see pastors who are struggling uh, financially uh, in ways that perhaps if they had gotten wiser counsel, uh, mm -hmm. they could be enjoying their retirement years more. And then we have to as well prepare for the time, unfortunately, where one of our, one may lay the other spouse, as we say, in God's arms, uh, and, and, and singleness may loom on the horizon. We must get our house in order in terms of our family and our finances in the winter. This is a significant point, isn't it? Not only do we need to have a preparatory period for ministry, yes. we need to have a preparatory period for retirement. Yes. Financially, emotionally, spiritually. That is correct. Even in terms of employment and that type of thing. That is correct. It's, it's like a, a, an exit report. How, how do we plan our, our time when ministry is not the focal point of our lives? These are so helpful, Jeff. Thank you so much. Now, you and your lovely wife, Patty Jean, have co-authored a book. Yes. Would, hold Certainly. it up and show us. Uh, um, what, what's the title of the book? The Four Love Seasons, uh, Finding Love in Unlikely Places. Okay, so if viewers would like more information, they can go to the ABC. Certainly, Adventist Book Centres uh, have this book. It's published by the Stanborough Press, which is our Seventh-day Adventist Press in England. Right. Uh, but it is available in the United States, Amazon, okay, online. So Amazon makes it freely available. Certainly. The Not four... freely, but... Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeff, thank you. We're thrilled that you've come to join us in the Ministerial Association at the General Conference. Welcome to the team. Thank yeah. you. God bless. And we want to thank you for joining us on Ministry in Motion. If you'd like more resources for your ministry, come and visit us at our website, uh, ministryinmotion.org, and uh, there there's an array of resources available for you, whether you're a pastor, an elder, or a volunteer in your local church, doing ministry. Ministry in Motion exists to support you. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to you joining us next time on Ministry in Motion. Mm -hmm.